Hi friend, it's 2020, and let's be real. If you're anything like me, this year is not going the way you planned. It may feel lonely, scary, disappointing, or even overwhelming. But especially in times like these, and no matter what life stage you're currently in, do you find yourself longing for something better, something real? When all else has been stripped away, what matters most? Maybe like me, you wonder about things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. And truth, I am on an imperfect journey of pursuing Jesus Christ and what it looks like to find those things in relationship with Him. It's a journey I committed two years ago when I dedicated my life to following Christ. And it's a journey I invite friends to explore with me, even if, and honestly, especially if, you don't know what path you're on. So for those who are skeptical, curious, or just need some encouragement, can I get an amen? (laughs) This podcast is for you. Please come along with me as we journey together towards finding something real. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is your host, Janelle Wood, and I'm thankful you're listening today. Well, as you know, friend, it is still 2020. If you're a regular listener, you know that we started back in January talking about clarity on this podcast, and we're still doing that. Clarity means that we're looking for transparency. We're looking for what's real. And we've been talking about clarity around different issues, issues that I personally want more clarity in, and maybe you want that too. So far on this podcast, we've talked about how to stay encouraged, how to have healthy marriage relationships, clarity on confidence, and clarity on living with the gospel. This month, we've been talking about living on purpose. In other words, how do we stay intentional during the season when life doesn't go as planned? And as always, if you want to get this month's reflective questions that will challenge you to go just a little deeper with how to live intentionally, you can access them via my website at janellewood.com. Just look for the section at the top of the page that says Clarity 2020. So today is very special for me personally. I am very excited to have a conversation with two of my dearest friends. Um, I'm so excited to share their wisdom and love with you. Um, These are two of my soul sisters. Kim Juarez has previously been on this podcast. Um, If you want to listen to her episode, which I highly encourage that you do, because she shares some wonderful things about her redemption story. It is season one, episode nine. Um, Kim is a woman who is passionate about prayer, health, and cheering on others. She has been a cheerleader in my life over and over and in so many other lives. She lights up a room, and I'm so excited to welcome her back. Kim, welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. Thanks, Janelle. It's so good to be here. I'm excited. Oh, I'm just excited you came back. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I didn't scare you away yet. No, never. Uh, <laughs> I'm fearless. <laughs> and you guys, this is a special treat too. Um, I've talked on this podcast about my gorgeous friend who mm-hmm. loves working out, eating healthy, and talking about how Jesus Christ has changed her life. She also lights up a room. She is an encourager, a joy, and a real sister to me. Michelle Tupin, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm so blessed. And let's just clarify, I don't love working out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you do it so gratefully. Thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> you make it look easy. Oh, so, Michelle, that is a good segue. So before we get going, will you mind telling people a little bit about your ministry and what you do? Oh, sure. I um, am part of a, a ministry called Revelation Wellness. I am the restorative care coordinator and instructor for that ministry. Um, our mission is um, love God, get healthy, be whole, and love others. Hmm. Um, and I am just, I've been a part of that ministry now for, gosh, I think nine years. And the fun thing about that is my husband actually went through the ministry and, and received his certification before I did, um, which is kind of a fun little tidbit. But um, it's, you know, it's basically how, how can we love if we feel broken and disconnected from our true selves? And what does that look like? Uh, we know that for most of us, physical fitness, it feels good. It's, it's often not fun, but it feels good and it looks good, but it doesn't give the joy and the purpose and the rest that only Jesus can give. Hmm. So if someone wanted to know more about Revelation Wellness or your ministry in particular, how could they find you? Um, we're on Facebook at Revelation Wellness um, and also revelationwellness.org um, on the internet. Just um, tells a great deal about the ministry itself and um, how to get certified if that's something that interests you and um, kind of um, just describes the ministry in detail, what's involved. And it's just, it's absolutely changed my life. Mm. It's pretty amazing. And for anyone listening who's intrigued, I highly recommend you go check it out because, um, yeah, it, it is pretty, it's a wonderful pairing to know our health and our wellness and our spiritual life. It's all interconnected. And so um, that ministry um, intertwines all of that really well. So very thankful. Yeah. Um, so ladies, I'm especially excited about this podcast because I know that I've alluded to it a few times in talking with other people. Um, but both of you are, uh, like I said in the intro, some of my closest friends. Um, and yet I feel like our friendship is such an unlikely story. <laughs> and I thought it'd be fun to kind of share it a little bit from your perspective instead of just mine and my insecure things <laughs> that I've shared in previous podcast episodes. So how did we become friends? So I think I could probably start to that because I think Janelle and I met each other before we got to meet um, Michelle. And um, I uh, was, so first and foremost, we're like different generations. <laughs> it's like, I'm 63, Michelle's, how old are you, Michelle, 50? And Almost. Uh, don't tell, don't Janelle. tell. Six more months. <laughs> And Janelle is like 30 something. And so it just cracks me up how, and we thought of figure that out, but it just goes to show you that God really doesn't care about age. He's really all about connecting us as sisters, even though some of us could be mothers. And, uh, but, um, we, uh, I, Janelle moved to Othello. We were living in Othello and I went to this Bible study. And my husband was a superintendent of schools in Othello, and her husband was a principal, a vice principal, assistant principal at the high school. 
And those types of things have never been an issue for me because it's like, I am who I am. End of story. I'm not supposed to be this way because I'm this person's wife and uh, I'm not professional. (laughs) And so I walked into the Bible study and they introduced me and Janelle goes, "Uh oh, and I went, I went, oh my gosh. I go, don't you? I didn't go, uh oh. Yeah, kind of. In my head, I went, uh oh. I didn't tell you about the uh oh till later. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just sensed it. I just was like, and I said something to the effect of, oh, don't, don't give me that. I'm just, you know, and then we just got to know each other on that personal level. And, um, and then, uh, do you want to take it away to see how we met Michelle? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to step in? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was, my goodness, I think it's been about six years now. If I were to just throw a number out there, um, I, gosh, time flies. <laughs> I was teaching a Christ-centered yoga class at a gym here in town. And these two precious Jesus-loving women came in and took my class. And we've been friends ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like I watched a a DVD about the Christ Center Yoga and I was doing it in my home. And then when I met Janelle, she just said, hey, I found this. It's called Holy Yoga. I found this. It's in in Moses Lake. And I'm like, let's go. She's like, let's go. And so we went (laughs) and 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 we had no idea the gift that we would meet a friendship in our our friend, uh, Michelle. I know you guys are probably all getting cavities because of how sweet we're talking about each other. But Uh, we we truly do. It's really very real. We're all very real people. We're real. We're raw. There's no there's no fussiness in us because Jesus has just kind of shifted, sifted that out of us. And so the, the genuineness at which you're hearing is a genuine love that really does come Mm -hmm. from um, Jesus. Really. It's true. Well, I agree with all that. And, but also, um, maybe to put a damper on some of the sweetness inside, I was, you know, (laughs) I had issues because here I'd been praying for, Christ-centered friends in my life, deeper friendships um, with women who love Jesus. And I remember I just had a baby. Um, It was six years ago, you know, and we go to this class and here I am with a woman who was my mom's age, you know, and here we have this wonderful connection, which was amazing. But yes, you were my husband's boss's boss's wife, right? And so I'm like, can I really like be this vulnerable with somebody that I don't know, you know, and I'm trying to get out of my own head. And then we go to this class and here I'd been anticipating it for months because I'd heard about it before I had my baby. So this was like four months later. And we go in and here is one of the most beautiful women that I've ever seen in my life who's teaching the class. (laughs) And I am like, Immediately in my head, judging her, immediately judging her in my head, thinking, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be friends with this woman because she is like a perfect 10 and I feel like, you know, a, a hot mess right now. And it was so great. The love of Jesus over me, <laughs> like drowning out my insecurities and pride issues because, um, Afterwards, I had tears in my eyes because that experience of just stretching and worshiping Jesus and moving my body and, you know, getting out of my own head, it was um, so holy. It was so precious. And so I had to go up to you afterwards and say, oh, my gosh, Michelle. And I didn't even know your name at the time, but just thank you. Thank you for that. And um, there was a connection. And 
I love how God connects things that are in his kingdom that don't really make sense sometimes. And you two, um, you know, to the outside world, maybe our friendship doesn't make sense, but I, I really truly, um, feel in my heart that you two are deep sisters. Um, and I know, um, that we're there for each other. And I just love that. I love that about our relationship and I'm so thankful to him for you guys. So yeah, I just wanted to share that story as an encouragement, um, to you, if you're listening, you know, you may be like, oh, no, I'll never be friends with that person or I could never do that or this and always and never belong to the Lord. And I, I just think that God has a sense of humor when it comes to connecting people <laughs> and, and you know, making plans for our lives. So uh, that's a true story. So uh, Michelle and Kim, just like everybody else, uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) And I'm wondering, because I know both of you are so intentional. And uh, this month on this podcast, we're talking about living on purpose. How do you each live with intention or purpose when life doesn't go the way you planned? And how are you spending your time these days? And um, maybe, Michelle, I know you're very purposeful with your ministry and um, being at home. So if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit and then Kim. Sure. First of all, thank you. My goodness, I'm already in tears. Your compliments are so sweet and life-giving. Thank you. But uh, you're the beautiful one. You both are. Um, Yeah. As far as living with intentionality during this quarantine, um, you know, Quite honestly, I'm I'm one of the people that prior to the quarantine was running around like a chicken with her head cut off and um, literally um, just trying to balance about 20 plates in the air, uh, not getting a lot of rest, waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety, um, starting my to-do list at about 3 a.m. for the next day and preparing for a a mission trip to Kenya (laughs) that got canceled the night before our flight. Um, And so this quarantine in this time has in a way been kind of a sweet time for me. It's been a a reset. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, I, start every day regardless of you know what's going on in my life and what I have planned for the day. Um, the, I, I plan it around my time with Jesus in the morning. And I was noticing that that time was getting rushed. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was checking the box. Um, but um, I, I have found myself just literally swimming in his presence like just soaking in his presence more. Um, I, he's my first priority every morning. And like I said, I, I base my day around him. So if I have a, you know, an 8am appointment, I am up, you know, at least a couple hours early, give myself plenty of time to just sit with him and be with him and um, be in his word and, Uh, listen to his voice because um, I need it. And, you know, I I learned that the hard way early on when when I was, uh, Jesus and I were acquaintances. Um, I I didn't know the love of God. um, And I was like this floundering fish. And so I realized that I I need him. And so this, this time is no different than that. Um, 
I believe with all of my heart that worship changes everything. So I'm a big um, worshiper. I spend my, when I go on runs, I've got worship music blasting in my ears and um, I play it throughout my house throughout the day um, because let's be honest, these times, if we allow them, they, they could stir up some, some serious fear, some serious anxiety. Um, so those are just some of the, the things that I have done, but um, not completely different than life pre-quarantine, but um, just slowing down and soaking in his presence more, moving my body for sure, because, um, you know, when I, when I move my body, he moves my spirit. It's just mm-hmm. kind of a hand in hand. Yeah. Love that. So good. How about you, Kim? Uh, so I, I can agree with Michelle. Um, I didn't have a ton of plates in the air cause, uh, um, we're retired and my, I'm a grandma and, uh, but I did, uh, go to exercise class at nine o'clock in the morning and ride my bike and go for walks. And so I just also, um, get up in the morning and I have a room that, uh, I call my power room because I am powerless, but it's the room that has all the the power source to our house. And that's where the Lord has asked me to pray. And so I go in, I can write on the walls and do anything because it's open beams and it's just a very crude room, which, you know, God wants us to be real. And so I go in there and, uh, and I've realized that I, I spend more time in there with the Lord. I journal, I read my Bible, I worship, I, you know, listen to him, record what he says, what he's saying, kind of get an idea. And, um, but uh, the intentionality a lot of times for me is, um, is just pressing in and, and saying like, what are you, what are you saying to me? You know, what are, what are you saying to me, Lord? And uh, what are you saying to me? Because I'm an intercessor. So not only what are you saying to me, what are you saying for our for the situation, you know, what are you saying in this situation? And, um, and so that is what I do. And I'm finding that it's, it's a beautiful piece that I receive because I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be super real with y'all here. Um, I get, I get caught up in fear because as an intercessor, as a, a person who the Lord is, um, shown me some things and he's alerted me to a lot of truth I have to run to him and I have to pray and I have to, and then he just kind of relieves my fear because he is God and he is sovereign and we are not. And, uh, and, and he's so faithful to do it every single time. And worship also is powerful to me. Worship is warfare. So when we don't feel like worshiping, that's where the Bible says we bring a sacrifice of praise, right? So it's not something we feel like doing, but it's something Sometimes I'll just say, I praise you, God. I praise you, God. I praise you, God. And then um, also I, because I'm a, a people person and an intercessor, I meet with friends and we go walking on the path and we walk and we talk and we pray and we ride bikes and we stop at what's called the prayer rock out on, on my side of the road here where I live. And we go up and we look over the river and we look over the valley and we pray, you know, we pray um, to the Lord of all 
the sovereign God of the universe. And he listens as we pray. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, an intent. And I feel like I'm more intentional with my friendships. Um, I feel like they people are priority more so than my doing now. And uh, that's really an interesting statement because I'm pretty much a a connector, but I feel like it's connecting in a different way. And um, I feel like it's deeper. I feel like the Lord is really bringing us into deeper understanding of who he is and a deeper relationship and connection with each other Hmm. in this time. And so he's not, not only are we being intentional with him, he's been intentional with us because he, he wants our attention and he has it. And there's a lot of people crying out for someone to save them from this. And in our times of being together with him, he's equipping us to go out and be able to encourage other people that we see and that he mm-hmm. brings our, it brings our way. So good. It's interesting. I, I've been trying to make better habits, uh, like getting outside, going for walks. You both know how much I love being outside. Um, <laughs> it's not my comfort zone. Uh, give me air conditioning and indoor lighting any day. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to push myself to to take these tiny steps. I, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I'm reading this book right now that's so encouraging to me. And it's um, John Mark Comer's book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Ooh. And he, t- oh, it's so good, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but in there, he talks about discipline and what discipline is. And discipline, um, and I'm going to botch this, but discipline is basically you, you're doing something small um, so that you can do something bigger that currently you cannot do. Yeah. So in doing these small That's things, good. you're mm-hmm. you're getting stronger in order to do that other thing. And so I'm not walking a ton, but I'm walking more than I was. Mm-hmm. And each day mm-hmm. I'm trying to walk a little bit more, you know, and I'm trying to do the thing that is hard. But I know there's a lot of people right now who are discouraged or frustrated. This obviously um There's a lot of uncertainty right now. There's a lot of frustration and fingers pointing and all these other things that are Mm -hmm. causing a lot of heaviness right now. I know yesterday um, I I saw people like that I knew, you know, and um, and it was like it was so great, but also at the same time was so weird. It was so awkward. There was an awkwardness because here we are so excited to see one another, but at the same time not sure where the other one's at and you're trying to be sensitive to all the things. And that is a lot of stress and pressure. And I think a lot of people are feeling like, what do I do right now? I don't even know. So um, what would you say to those of us who have a lot of mixed feelings, um, but want to um, still glorify God in this season and be purpose driven? You know, I I think, um, first of all, being aware of um, what we're allowing in our mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, it's, it's, it's this acknowledgement that um, the devil doesn't get influence in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I read this poll um, that the average woman criticizes herself on average eight times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, That's it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I right, right. I know. Uh, and eighty nine percent of women give compliments to others that they'd never give to themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I think just really being aware of what we're 
what we're allowing our where what we're allowing our thoughts to go to. You know, um, I think that uh, I don't know. I I, I think of Acts seventeen twenty eight that says, "For in Him we live and move and have our being." And I I think that in a time like this, where you know. I, I had a, a girlfriend say to me about a week or so ago, she's, she really struggles with the whole idea of, of us wearing masks and how, you know, she's, she's finding that when she's out in public, like people aren't even, they're not even looking at each other anymore. So, you know, there's not that eye contact anymore. There's, there's not the smiles anymore because we're hidden behind the masks. So I think just kind of um, getting back to um, the heart of Jesus and, um, you know, just finding our way back to him that he's, he's in control and he's not surprised by any of this and we need each other. Right. Mm. Yeah. 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 And so the word that came to my mind is confusion. And we know that God is not the author of confusion. We know that Mm. the person that is the author of confusion is the enemy. And whenever we get into confusion and fear and, and, and turmoil and anxiety is, is a time to what I love to say, think about what you're thinking about. And when you think about what you're thinking about, where is the source of that confusion coming from? Are you looking at too many different sources for information? Because I'm telling you out there, people, there's, there's, there's all different kinds of information that's going to make you confused as to what to believe. So think about what you're thinking about, and that'll put you back into the center. And then also Hebrews 12 talks about um, we have a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, right? The people who have gone before us, I mean, they're like in heaven, not, not that they can see us down here or whatever, but I know that they're cheering us on, right? Because they're with Jesus, and he's all about the goodness, and, um, and so it just says, lay every sin that so easily ensnares. And then it says, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. And so I feel like it's like when you feel confused or anxious or worried or any of those emotions that are really, it's like that washing machine back in the day where when you had too much of one thing in it and it would go to one side and it started making that really funky noise and you'd have to go and fix it and balance it out again in the tub. It's mm. like, you know, I mean, you guys are the, the generation of the throat. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't remember that. Right? Okay. I do. I do. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. So, so trust me. Trust me. I'm too young for that. Yeah, right. Here's a baby. So, but what the Lord says when we get, when we get off balance like that, when we get off balance, so it's really about the Lord wanting to bring us peace and wanting to bring us back into balance. And, and I'm speaking, you know, for myself because I've jumped off balance before too, and I've gotten into my headspace. And so I've been able to have to think about what I'm thinking about and realize where, where's my vision. And it's like the retreat we did long time ago, right? Where Jesus glasses, where you can't see out of them, but you, you can just close your eyes and you can, and you can just see Jesus in there, in the front, in your vision and that um, that he stops the confusion, he stops the enemy's voices, and and we're able to get back. And the Lord brings us people 
in our lives also that can speak life into us, that can speak mm. encouragement. It doesn't mean you hide the truth. It doesn't mean you hide what you're feeling, but yet the Lord has to bring you to somebody who's going to listen, but be able to spe- uh, speak truth into your life and bring you right back into balance with your eyes fixed firmly on Jesus Christ. Hmm. That's good. I was going to say too, Kim, that retreat was only eight weeks ago. I think I know. I <laughs> it know. does feel like forever, forever right. ago, right. right before this all, right, right before mm-hmm. all hell broke loose. Uh-huh. Um, so I have two more questions for you guys. Um, some of the people who listen to this podcast, and um, if you're listening to to this and you fit into this category, I just hope that you continue listening. But some people aren't sure about a relationship with God um, or Jesus. And so I'm just wondering for you each individually and personally, why does living with purpose include following Jesus Christ for you? What difference has he made? Um, what would you say to the person who um, isn't sure about him, but is questioning? Uh, it, who is this Jesus? What, what difference would he make in my life? You know, uh, my goodness, the the first part of, of my life, like I said, was spent um, in, in acquaintance with him. I, I knew of him, but I didn't know him intimately until the bottom fell out of my life. And um, this was about 11 years ago. And I will say that I, 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 I was, um, I was unsure um, for me personally, I felt like I was unworthy. Um, I had I had no idea what the meaning of love really was. I mean, I I knew that I loved my children. I, I knew what that love felt like, but I had no idea what the love of God felt like. And I and I certainly felt as though He couldn't possibly love a wretch like me. Hmm. Um, but I wanted to be sure <laughs> because at that point my life was such a mess that I um, I thought, well, you know, if if there is a God and there is a heaven and there's a hell, I want to. I need to find out where I'm going. Um, and so I cracked the door. And so I would say to that person that is seeking and unsure, um, I would encourage you to, to just crack the door. Um, and he, he will meet you where you are. Um, he will, he is love. Um, he is truth. Um, he values you. Um, Jeremiah one five says that before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I set you apart there is nobody that will ever know you intimately and as lovingly and passionately um, as Jesus Christ. And I would just encourage the seeker to just crack the door, just taste and see that he is good. Um, I would encourage you to, to stop searching for an identity that you already have. Um, and, and, you know, just, Ask the Father, just as simply as you can, to, to weed out the garden of your mind. Pull out, Lord, the, the untruths, the things that are weighing you down, the, the performance-driven person um, looking for the approval of others. 
and find rest in him, find healing in him, find freedom in him. Um, he saved my life. I, I can truly say that he saved my life. And um, I, I didn't know what grace was. I, I didn't know the mercy of God. And when I, when I met Jesus face to face, everything in my life changed. My relationships changed. Um, I, I became free and I was a very wounded, um, very, very bound up young woman. And, um, I, I just pray that over the woman or women that are listening right now, that you find your freedom in Jesus, just crack the door and he'll meet you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, I would speak to the, the, um, I would just speak to the woman. I mean, like I told you earlier, I'm 63. And um, so I've had a lot of time to uh, veer off the path. I've had a lot of time to find my identity and other things and come up short. Um, I have found my life to not be what I thought it was going to be. And I was a perfectionist and I kept striving and falling short over and over again. Um, but when I finally let go, when I finally let go of my life and Jesus finally got my attention, um, I realized that um, I was walking a wrong path because I had listened to wrong messages. I was uh, grew up in an abused, abusive home where there was a lot of alcohol and, um, you know, just my feelings didn't matter. And I was told that and I didn't matter. So I felt like I was bad. I felt I, I was wrong. And um, so I'm going to speak to that person out there, but I'm also going to speak to the one who's striving for success. And every time you get a little bit of success, you just don't feel like you've reached it. You don't feel like you've made it. You don't feel like you're, um, you're good enough. I want to tell you right now that you are good enough. You're good enough for who you are in who you are. You're good enough. You're enough. The Lord Jesus says you're enough. And I remember after all the times and all the counseling and all the different ways I veered off the beaten path. And I was a runner um, and I ran, I ran and I ran and I was a good runner, but I was not good enough. And I was, I had eating disorders and I ran myself into the ground. I weighed 108 pounds, but I was basically had bulimia, which is a good girl's suicide, which is a lie of the enemy. The enemy says, you're not good enough. You're not this enough. You're not that enough. And those are all lies straight from the pit of hell because the Lord says you are enough. I love you uh, exactly where you're at. And it's taken me a long time on a long journey with Jesus in a relationship with him that I took the first step and dared to trust him. And, and um, in Psalms 139, I, I would encourage you, the ones that are seeking, the ones that are lost, the ones that are open, the ones that are prideful. I ask you just to go to Psalms 139 because it talks about, for it was you. He's speaking um, about the Lord. David is speaking about the Lord. For it was you, he created me in my inner parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I'm remarkably and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know this full well. I used to think that's so stupid because I was born of a teenage mom and I wasn't wanted. And I thought, oh, that's stupid. Why would God make me when I wasn't wanted by my family? But God's not a human being. God's not human. God has intention. 
He has intention. He has a plan. And I feel like I'm, I'm speaking to somebody. I feel like I'm speaking to somebody out there who says, man, that's my story. That's my story. And I'm speaking to somebody out there who, who is that successful woman, who has accomplished everything in her life, but yet there's still that void. There's still that void, and she's had control of her life, but yet there's that void. Let go. Let God. He wants to control your life. He wants to tell you who you are. He wants to show you what he thinks of you. And he wants to draw you to himself so you can start a whole new journey. And like Michelle said, so you can be free. The Lord says that whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And he died on the cross to set you free. And I know that as I, I raised my kids and in my marriage, it was a struggle. Everything's been a struggle in my life. Even when I let go, even when I let go to the Lord. Yeah, it's been a struggle, but it's built character. And my daughter, my middle daughter, whom we had crash and burns all through life, right? And she's almost 35 now. And she sends me, this is a testimony, right? Because hold on, hold on. It's never too late. God is never turned away. Turn to him. It's never too late to start again. And um, and anyway, she just sent me this text message today. Just said, thank you, mom, for your life. Thank you, mom, for, for loving Jesus. Thank you, mom, for trusting him. Thank you for not giving up. Thank you that Jesus didn't give up because some people are lost out there, but, but, but the Lord never gave up on you. And because of that, we are who we are today. And, and it's, we have wounds, we have battle scars, but I'm telling you, we're firmly dressed in the armor of God right now. And but we're not warriors like to fight like the world fights. We're warriors to love like Jesus says to love, mm-hmm. and and so so yeah, that's that's what I would say. And the word that I would say at the very end of all of it to you, and I would plead with you to say, take that first step because it's worth it. He's worth it. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna pause right there. Um, Kim, I love what you just said, and I just want to create a little space here um, for people to kind of digest what we've been talking about. And we'll come back in a couple days and wrap up this conversation with Kim Juarez and Michelle Tupin. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast. If you love this series, or even if you're simply finding it moderately entertaining while living the limbo quarantine life, hey, that works too. Hit subscribe and come back next week when I'll probably be talking with another guest about finding something real in times of detours and disappointments. And if you're on Instagram, please come find me. I share Instagram live weekly podcast recaps at Janelle underscore M underscore Wood most every Friday at 1145 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So please join me for questions and fun live awkwardness. You can also find some study guides I've created that I hope add joy and encouragement and challenge to you during this time. You can find those on my website at JanelleWood.com. Just look for Clarity 2020 at the top of the page. And now, just so you know, if you only remember one thing about this podcast, I hope that it's this. No matter who you are, Jesus Christ loves you 
and you have a purpose. May you truly believe it, friend. Until next time.